You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Rachel and Gabby's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 292. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you this week. We've got Bailey Marshall from season three, last season of Love Island, uh, the U.S. version, which aired on CBS. We know it's now moving to Paramount Plus in a few weeks for season four. But Bailey Marshall, who finished in third place of Love Island season three last year, she is coming on the podcast to talk about her role on the show and the stuff that happened post-show on her season. We will get to that momentarily. I know a lot of you are interested in tuning in to find out if I have any new updates on what's going on down in paradise. In a word, no, only because there's a lot of... (laughs) There's a lot of things and moving parts happening and drama going on. Um, I do not know all the Rose Ceremony number three happenings, so I don't want to half-ass report the ones that I do know. Where we last left off was the Casa Amor, quote-unquote, twist. I don't know what the show is going to call it, but last Friday they sent the women to another resort, brought in five men, you know, that I told you which ones. Uh, they brought in uh, Tyler Norris, Alex Bordikoff from uh, Rachel Lindsay's season, and he did season two of Bachelor in Paradise Australia and season one of Bachelor in Paradise Canada. And then Adam Todd, is his last name, from The Bachelorette Australia season six, and also Olu and Rick. And then the women, and then the men were stayed on the beach. They brought five women in. They brought in Sarah Hamrick, Kate Gallivan, Eliza Ishii, Ishii, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, sorry. Jacenia Cruz, and I believe Florence Morin Hoot from um, Bachelor in Paradise Australia Seasons 1 and 2. So that's pretty much where we left off. The only things that I knew was that Olu and Rick were home. They did not form a connection, so they went home. with. They didn't form a connection with any of the women uh, at the resort. We know that Rodney had dumped... Uh, Broken up with Lace in favor of Eliza. And that's pretty much the last thing that I had heard when I last left off with you. Since then, the only real update that I've gotten is that this Casa Amor twist lasted about three days. They came in on Friday, and I think everyone went back to the beach on Sunday. I don't know if the rose ceremony happened on Sunday or if it happened a day later because they gave everyone one day to to reconnect with their original couple. I don't know. Um, So we will, well, not we will. As I find out more, I will clearly uh, update you when I do, just like I have the first two times uh, I had info for you. So I'll let you know. I, I can fill you in on this, and this is just something that I'm hearing coming out of Paradise And it has to do also with Rachel and Gabby's season. Apparently, this Jacob Rapini guy is quite the... um, He's going to be a guy that you want to keep your eye on in terms of 
a quote-unquote villain edit. Like, we know that there are different levels of villainy on this show, but by my calculations and from what I can count so far, there are at least four women that he's made out with and had something with down in paradise. And from what I've heard for Rachel and Gabby's season was the guy that not a lot of the other guys took to. I heard he got in some sort of fight or altercation on Rachel and Gabby's season. I don't have all the details behind that. But he is a guy, and if you saw the group photo that was released earlier this week, he's the shirtless guy in the group photo. So here's a guy who clearly has the body to go shirtless out of the limo, but just a guy that rubbed a lot of other guys the wrong way. So I have a feeling he's going to be, well, I know that he's also uh, going to have a level of villainy edit where people just aren't going to, I mean, maybe some people will, I mean, I'm sure some people will love him. Everybody in the show has a fan base, but when we talk about edits and how people come across, he's not going to come across as great on Rachel and Gabby season. And he's just bouncing from girl to girl down in paradise based on the things that I've heard. So I, like I said, I know of at least four that he made out with, which would be, um, let's see here. I got to look at the, the rose ceremony, rose, like uh, the rose ceremony roses again. Um, I know that he has made out with, um, Let's see, in the first rose ceremony, Jacob to Lace. I don't know if they like made out or there was just a, a rose to advance to the next rose ceremony. I don't know. But I know <clears throat> he's made out he he was involved with Kira before Kira went to Romeo. He was involved with Jill. We know from the second rose ceremony, because Jill gave her rose to Jacob. I know that um the, um, I'm blanking on the names, but there's at least four that I know that he is. Uh, he's he's apparently a guy that's not afraid to speak his mind and has had, a, a, and on Rachel and Gabby's season, a guy that the other guys weren't too thrilled with because I guess he was maybe said some things that weren't appropriate. And like I said, I heard he got in a fight or altercation on Rachel and Gabby's season, but I don't know with who, so... I'll get that stuff for you uh, eventually. Uh, hopefully, I'll find out exactly what went down. But keep your eye on Jacob Rapini because apparently he's making a name for himself in this franchise. But, yeah, that's all I got. I don't have a ton uh, more there, unfortunately, with Paradise, but I'm sure I will as time goes on. And once I do, I will uh, update it for you. Um, one note I wanted to give you in regards to our sponsors for this podcast Things are changing a little bit in terms of the sponsors. You're going to hear me doing a lot more host reads uh, for probably the last year. You may have noticed, you may have not. I don't know that a lot of the reads are, you know, these inserts that are done by, it's called programmatic ads, that are inserted into the podcast. You might hear one today, you might not. But most of my ads now are going to be host reads going forward. And these are the things that keep this podcast afloat. And these are the things that... It's good, you know, when I have these, and sometimes when you're listening, and maybe you'll fast forward through them, I hope you don't, but if you are ever interested in the products that I'm talking about, and you forget which podcast it's on, all you got to do is go to the episode description on Apple Podcasts, and I always put the ads that were on that podcast are also written on the episode description, so you can just click, and I provide the link that goes directly to it, to where it's, you know, either it's hash. 
Um, you know, it's the website URL hashtag reality Steve, or, you know, it just brings you to the site and the promo code is usually always reality Steve. So just keep that in mind. And, um, because these, these ads are the ones that keep the podcast going and, you know, time is money. I, I don't, obviously I get paid to do a podcast, but I get paid by the advertisers and the more advertisers we get, the better it is. And, you know, after a while, when I've been doing this six years now, I mean, I, my first podcast was December of 2016. That's crazy. So I guess technically five and a half years. But yeah, this December will be six years I've been doing this. And, you know, I want to keep it going. Um, I think the other thing I wanted to mention, and I'm still working out the kinks and kind of going through a rough draft in my head, but I think when Rachel and Gabby season starts up on July 11th, I think starting that week... The plan right now, unless something falls through, is I'm going to be doing a daily podcast, but it's not going to be an interview every day. It's going to be something that's going to be up early every morning, hopefully by 9 a.m. Eastern time, and it's going to be no more than 15 or 20 minutes. And I'm going to try and keep it 15 to 20 minutes every morning and basically just go over what's going on in the Bachelor franchise, pop culture stuff, and then miscellaneous stuff. Maybe something I saw on TV um, I obviously have, being a huge sports fan, I've got a lot of sports opinions. Might throw those in at the end, but um, I want—I felt like for the last three months I haven't done much, and I haven't. I mean, I've done basically one podcast a week, a couple columns here and there recently because of the Bachelor in Paradise spoilers, but I, I want to start doing more and because I feel like I haven't, and I, and I know that once July 11th rolls around and Rachel and Gabby's season starts, we've got basically nine straight months of programming again, so... My goal is to do a daily podcast Monday through Friday. There might be some Fridays where I'm out of town where I can't do it, or even Mondays when I'm getting back on Mondays where I don't, but definitely going to try and do it five days a week and just give you like a morning news dump of stuff that I'm hearing and just giving you an update on, you know, Bachelor franchise stuff and then just kind of roll into pop culture news, you know, and give my thoughts on that. Just something to, to add to the podcast um, because I felt like for six, five and a half years, just doing one podcast a week and doing an interview form, don't really give my opinions on 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 many things in regards to what's going on in the television world. And obviously, television is a big part of my life. So I think I'm going to do that starting in July. I just want to format it correctly and just kind of figure out the kinks and exactly what I want to do. If any of you have any suggestions uh, about what you think I should talk about, um, because it's going to be daily, it'll probably be, you know, random every morning. Um, might it be, I might even talk about something that happened to me the night before or something along those lines, but just kind of a morning wake up news dump in the television pop culture world. I think I'm going to, that's the plan. Um, and just keep it short and sweet, 15, 20 minutes, so you're not, you know, I don't expect people to listen to an hour every day. It's just, I don't have that. I don't even have, I wouldn't even produce content for an hour every day. I don't have that much, but popping on and giving you some information and news about what's going on in bachelor world and anything else. Um, that's the plan. So look forward to that. And, uh, before we get started, I do have a couple sponsors for you. First off, we got a new one and that's trivia star. If I were to ask you to name a song by Dolly Parton or Queen, could you answer it in under 15 seconds? If the answer is yes, then you need to play Trivia Star. 
Trivia Star is a free mobile trivia game with over 60 different categories that you get to choose from, including music, TV, animals, and celebrities. If you choose the correct answer for multiple choices and beat the clock, you move on to the next level. It sounds simple, but obviously the questions get harder over time. But if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get hints to beat that level. If you love trivia like I do, you'll love Trivia Star, and trust me, I'm a big trivia guy, but there's only certain categories that I'm even good at. If it's something like geography or science, like, no, thank you. Uh, Sports, entertainment, yeah, right up my alley. Right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. And that's what I like to do. Like I said, I'm really into, obviously, any sports categories, entertainment, TV, movie categories, Those are the ones I like. Trivia Star has thousands of five-star reviews in the Apple Store and is the number one trivia game in the App Store. So download it today to challenge yourself. Just go to Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. And then, of course, another sponsor for this week's podcast. You know them, you love them. Dame Products. When you think of vibrators, you think of Reality Steve. I'm telling you, their Eva is their first and most iconic product, the first hands-free couples vibrator designed to enhance partner play without getting in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress level so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. So what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you will look forward to. Use the exclusive code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off the entire site. Uh, the entire site. It's go to Dame Products, D-A-M-E, products.com slash REALITYSTEVE today for 15% off site-wide. Check out all their stuff. They're EVA. The fin is the finger vibrator designed to be an extension of your hand. The palm is the soft and flexible vibrator that bends to the curves of your body. They've got the aloe-based lubricant. You've got the sex oil, an all-natural full-body massage oil formulated with arousing ingredients. Go to the site, dameproducts.com. Enter code REALITYSTEVE today for 15% off site-wide. So, without any further ado, let's get going. Podcast number 292. All right, let's welcome her in. Uh, You saw her on last season of Love Island in the U.S. version. Uh, She's a third-place finisher along with Jeremy. It is Bailey Marshall. Bailey, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, We have not – you are – actually, I was going to say you were my first Love Island guest. No, technically you're my second uh, Love Island guest I had on Trey – from he was season two i believe or was he season season two okay yeah so i've had trey on but i haven't had a lot of love island people and i'm and i'm fascinated by this show because i never watched it until the u.s version and i had heard so many things everyone who watches it the uk version says it's like the best reality show out there but i think they say that because the uk version gets away with a lot more they can show a lot more on that and you guys obviously are a cbs network show (laughs) they can only do so much um but uh, it is a, it is an interesting show, and I, and I definitely want to talk to you about it. But I first want to talk to a little bit about you because I want to know a little bit more about you. I want my audience to know a little bit more about you. Um, just kind of lay out exactly, you know, where where you're from, 
what you did before this show and how exactly you got cast on this. Did you had you watched the first two seasons? Were you were you a fan of this franchise or you just was like, oh, I'll try this out yeah. and see what happens? <laughs> yeah. So actually, I was the biggest reality TV show buff before this. Um, I was like so into. I'd seen all the UK seasons. I kind of binge watched all of them during COVID. I like, loved all the Bravo shows. Um, so I just always thought reality TV like, was so fun. Um, but I signed up as a joke. I'm from Portland, Oregon. No one from here does reality TV like that's no one's trying to do that out here. Um, I had actually applied um, through like a TikTok. And I believe every other cast person was scouted. Um, a lot of them have like modeling backgrounds or something like that. I was just straight out of college at U of A um, and from Portland. So my friend sent me the TikTok and it was a casting producer being like, I'm, you know, casting for Love Island, send me your name and email. And <laughs> I had just been through a breakup, a horrible breakup with my college boyfriend. Mm. And my best friend, because he, um, one of his biggest aspirations is to become an influencer and be on TV. That's like part of the reason why he broke up with me. Um, which is insane. <laughs> like, so that, that was your, but, e your ex from U of A. Yeah. His, his goal was to be an influencer. Yes. He hmm. wanted to become a traveling videographer and he would have loved to have been on the bachelor or one of those shows. So I was like, at home crying and my friend was like you should sign up for this like wouldn't that be so funny but that was in i believe january or december so way way before we had actually filmed and i did a couple of the interviews like didn't think anything was going to come of it because they don't actually start flying people out and choosing the cast until like june or july so i was at like a completely different place when they called me and told me that I was, they did want to have me as potentially one of the people on the show. So yeah, I was, I want to say I was over it at that point. Like I had already been dating around, so it wasn't solely because I was bitter. That's just <laughs> how the initial like reach out started. So funny story, but yeah, that's how, that's how I got on. It just, I met with them and it kept going from there. And I, got there just the old-fashioned way not being scouted now this is a this is an interesting show because it's one of the few reality shows i think outside of big brother is really the only other one there might be mm -hmm. other ones on the on the cable side that i don't watch but in terms of we're based what we're seeing on tv is essentially happening in real time it's only a day or two mm -hmm. behind versus yeah it's you and big brother and that's about it everything else is filmed way in advance and spoilers get out and all this stuff this is something that you know is Literally, what we're seeing on, you know, th and this is a show that airs every day. So it was mm -hmm. Monday through Friday. I think they took a couple of days off here and there, but it was basically five or six days a week that it was on. So what we saw on Monday was basically stuff that happened, you know, probably on Saturday or something like that. Like they turn it around very, very quickly. And so, but they're also bringing in a bunch of people. I think at some point during your season, I think 40 people showed up on, on Love Island season three. And, um, Oh, wow. you, you didn't come in until day 26, if I'm not correct. So you were actually watching. Oh, my God. Hang on. You, 
Okay, had to pause it real quick there. My dog went a little crazy, so pick up from where I was talking about. Um, basically, you came in on day 26. So for a show that lasts 40 days, coming in on day 26, you had obviously time to watch the show, which is another thing that's really weird about this show is you can mm-hmm. actually watch it, see all the people that you're going to be part of the cast of, and kind of make assumptions and see like who you like, who you're attracted to and stuff like that, which doesn't happen on other reality shows because you just show up day one and you're basically meeting everybody else there. You had the ability to look at everyone who was still on the show and obviously with so many people coming in and out, I don't remember who was on the show once you arrived, but the person you obviously linked with was Jeremy. Was he someone that was on your radar? I know right when you got there, I think you started to have interest in Corey, but that's when he made his proclamation that he was going to go all in with Olivia. So were those the two or were there others? And you just kind of gravitated in initially towards Corey and then went to Jeremy. Yeah. So at the point where I came in, it was right after Casa Amor. Um, and we did, like you said, we had watched the show all every episode before that. So we kind of had preconceived notions of everyone. And I just thought watching it like, Oh, Corey was so funny and goofy. And that's like, my type. I need someone who's going to make me laugh. And Jeremy, I actually did not like Jeremy the very first episode when he came out. I was like, he's not my type. Uh-uh. Not in that guy. Uh, and then he kind of grew on me as the season went along. And then meeting him in person, he was the most, like, I my preconceived idea of what he was was so inaccurate to him. Like, I was so surprised. He was really sarcastic, really funny, and, I mean, he looked like he was, like, this 6'4", giant buff dude. Like, he was not what I thought he was going to be from watching the show. So, he definitely surprised me, and I think after getting to know both of them, I was like, okay, Jeremy's actually way more my type. But at that point, when we came in, there weren't a lot of options like it's hard coming in at the end yeah um josh and shannon had been together the entire time at that point and were almost boyfriend girlfriend um i think yeah will and kira had also been together the whole time um who else was there charlie charlie was really quiet i remember initially for me and i was like that's not really my type um so yeah i think it only made sense like the only ones that I thought were like funny and fun and like made sense for me to go on my first date with that's why I chose them like they didn't have girlfriends and they weren't they weren't like Josh where he was basically not an option like yeah they were still open to meeting people so I met with both of them thought that I was going to initially like Corey more ended up like clicking with Jeremy right from the start. So I spent then two weeks in the villa with him. And then, yeah, we ended the show together. Who was Jeremy kind of with when you saw, obviously he, he was open. Like Josh was pretty much uh, attached to Shannon. Who was Jeremy kind of seeing at that point when you came in? I don't remember. Oh gosh. Who wasn't he kind of seeing? No, that's true. I think he had 12 (laughs) different couples or something. I think he was coupled up with the most people because, which wasn't his fault. He would, get in an elimination and then like be in the bottom two and get saved. And then his couple, whoever he was coupled up with went home. I think that happened like five times or something. So 
he really was like not having the best luck in there. Yeah. Um, I was with Jenny for a second in Casa Amor, I believe, right before I got there. And then I think Florida before that, Amy before that. And his first coupling, like the first date of the whole season, I'm pretty sure, was him and Trina. Yeah. Which is wild. Well, I, now, when they flew you in, you didn't fly in at the beginning of the show and had to wait 26 days, did you? Oh, I flew out this day last year. I was I was there. So I waited six weeks before oh, I geez. went in the show to go in. So I was there for a very – I was there before filming had started anything. Oh, okay. See, I thought mm-hmm. they just flew people in. What is that the same for everyone else? Or it just happened to be they thought they were going to bring you in earlier and they just said, well, we're going to hold off, we're going to hold off, and then here we are on day 26. Or is that the same for everybody? My understanding was that some people had been flown out a little bit before I was and that they were still bringing in some people after. Um, But I was still there weeks before filming even started. So filming started, I think, four weeks after. No, maybe three, three weeks after I'd been there. So it was a long waiting game. Wait, filming started three weeks after you got there and then you didn't get on for another three weeks. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was six weeks of me waiting and then two weeks there. So I was gone for an entire two months. So when you had the three weeks before filming even started, what was that for? Was it still quarantining at that point? Yeah, they were still like we were getting COVID tested every day. Um, I think... A lot of it, too, was just them trying to figure out, like, because they had, hadn't met any of us in person before we were flown to Hawaii. So they had to meet everyone and kind of figure out who was going to go where. Um, but I was I was told it was for quarantine, but it was a very, very long quarantine. Yeah. Gosh, that must have been boring as hell. Mike, you must have been just going crazy, pulling your hair out, trying to just, I mean, you couldn't, obviously... You couldn't have access to anything, I would think, right? Mm-hmm. Or not yeah. or not until you got on the show was everything taken away. No, I have my phone. My phone broke when I was in the airport flying there, so oh. I didn't have a phone the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's amazing that I even got there without a phone. But, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I had nothing. There's a TV in your room, so you can, like, watch Netflix. And I watched every documentary on Netflix, which was, like, really fun for me. I could geek out on that. And you could work out in your room a little bit, go outside here and there. So I actually really enjoyed it. Um, but it's definitely like, it's a challenge. You have to go into it knowing you are going to be isolated and really mentally prepare for that. Yeah. And I just forgot, you know, about last year at this time in June of 2021, you know, basically the, the vaccines had only come out to the public January or February of that year. So we were still kind of early on in the vaccine process and going to Hawaii, they were super strict about having filming on there. They didn't want anybody coming in from the outside. So now, mm-hmm. it, now it makes yeah. more sense about why you had to spend so much time in, in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's right. I think a lot of it was state of Hawaii yeah. regulations because they were like the strictest state at that time. Now, even though you came in on day 26, you did last until the end and ended up, you know, getting third place. Now, did you think that you had, you know, going into that final with the with the four couples, it was, you know, you and Jeremy and um, Charlie and Alana, Will and Kira and, and Corey and Olivia. Did you think you had a chance of winning or because you had arrived so late, 
hadn't been there nearly as long as the other two couples that finished ahead of you, that it was just going to be pretty hard to beat them because they were basically, you know, they were uh, they were all day oneers, Kyra and Will and Kieran Will and Corey and Olivia. I, did you think yeah. you had a chance though, or no? Honestly, none of us thought about that at all. I don't think I really had an idea of like, oh, maybe I'm gonna like. None of us were thinking about the money or first place because it's they don't talk about that until right at the very end. It's really just about you finding a couple. Um, I did think that like I didn't think I was gonna be at the finale because Jeremy was in the bottom at every elimination. Yeah. So I was like. It's honestly amazing that we made it here, but we're here. We're doing the darn thing. So, I mean, I think it it worked out for the best. It would have been very different from seasons past if a couple that had started that late had won. So, yeah. I don't think I had my hopes up and was really, like, focused on that. And Alana and Charlie, who finished in fourth, uh, Alana came in when you did. And Charlie had came in like a week before her. So they weren't even day oneers. So it's not surprising. I don't think it's surprising you beat them because Jer- even you know, in your coupling, Jeremy was a day oneer. And so people at least knew who Jeremy was. They were still getting – they had two weeks of you on screen. But when you're competing against the other two couples, Corey and Olivia and Kira and Will, and they were, all four of them were day oneers, it's almost mm-hmm. like, you know, this is who the audience – is uh, they just have a longer connection with them and it just makes yeah. more sense that yeah so i was wondering if you guys had ever like discussed yeah. that or ever thought about it but the, the one thing about love island that i <laughs> it's you know uh, it, like we talked about earlier it is a network show so they can only get away with so much however <laughs> the quote unquote challenges every single one of them is so laced with sexual innuendos that it's just it becomes so and the other thing is and this is the pro and not necessarily the problem i have with the show but it's the one thing that i always kind of complain about like it's really this show when we watch it as a viewer is it's just a lot of watching people having one-on-one conversations because Mm -hmm. some episodes you don't even get anything other than uh, Will's over here talking to this person and Bailey's over here talking to this guy. And then this guy's the one to talk to her and there's not even any sort of competition. I, I, I think the show needs to involve more competitions as cheesy and corny as, and sexually innuendo laced as they are. Um, but then again, there's also nothing that, as far as I remember, there's really nothing that comes from winning a challenge, right? You don't no. even get anything. It's just like, oh, the girls won. Yay. And then you run back to the, the villa. <laughs> like, yeah, what's the I, point of I this? Think the, I think the last two they had it were the couple that won got um, like a night in, what was it? The honeymoon suite, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think they offered that up right at the end, but mostly they're just fun, silly games and they are like, very over the top with the sexual innuendos yeah. and i remember i was so afraid that i was gonna come in for like that lap dance um heart racing challenge yeah because i'm the worst dancer like I, I can't dance i'm very upfront about that like that's not that's not my thing i just i have two left feet so i they did that the day before i got there and we didn't see that episode like we had watched um and while we were waiting to go and we'd watched right up until right for that 
So I got there and I was like, has the heart rate thing happened yet? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last night. I was like, oh, phew, okay, I'm good. I'm fine. I can do all the other challenges, no problem. Just that one I was so scared of. I'm, I'm surprised. Producers knowing that you weren't a good dancer or didn't want to dance or have anything to do with it didn't specifically hold you off until then. Like, I'm surprised because usually the way that, it's usually the way they work is they want someone like, oh, I'm scared of heights. Okay, well, they're going to put you on the bungee jumping date or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but for no, you. they were actually really nice about that. They were like, no, you're, you're fine. Don't worry about it. I was going to say with, um, with all the, it's been, it's been a year since your season. There's so many things that I don't remember about a show that aired 40 episodes. Like, obviously, I can't remember everything. I had to pull up Wikipedia to even remember some of the people's names on your season. But the um, which challenges or, or you know, competitions were you part of? Because I, I don't remember. I did um, the one where we read the tweets. Oh, yeah. Was there anything was read like- about you? Yeah, there, I cried after that challenge. That was a hard day for me. Oh, what, what uh, was it? What was said about you? I forgot. The There was one tweet that was really nice at first. And I was like, okay, maybe this is going to be smooth sailing. Maybe I'm not going to be roasted. And then the next one was um, something about how I'm fake and not genuine. And I just took that so personally. I remember we came back. Um, and all the girls kind of circled up and were talking about it. And I asked them, I was like, do you guys think I'm not genuine? Like, am I doing something wrong here? Like, why would they say that about me? Everyone was so sweet about comforting me. And the boys were in the back corner, like, jumping around, goofing off. Like, they <laughs> they were fine. Like, none of the mean stuff affected them at all. Meanwhile, I was crying in the corner, like, so upset. <laughs> because I thought everyone had... I thought all the viewers hated me or something. So, and I didn't know exactly what they'd been shown or what they saw. So I was, that one was rough. Um, there was also the bunny one, which was just like goofy. Um, we did like a little obstacle course and the girls were in like bunny, like leotards. We looked like we were dressed up for Halloween or something. And then there was the cake one, which was really fun. That was probably my favorite. Um, where we had to like smash the cake with our mouths and I did it second and I went up there and just started like slamming my head into this cake. And I remember everyone coming up to me after and being like, Bailey, that was awesome. Wow. You really went for it. Like all the camera people thought it was so funny. Um, did you have to pull, and, and- did you have to pull something out of the cake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something was like hidden inside of each cake. And these were dense cakes. I thought they were going to be squishy marshmallow cakes. No, these are well-baked dense cakes. So there's the first one's one tier and then two tier and then a massive hmm. three tier cake. So you have to slam your head or mouth. You can't use your hands at all and get the thing out of the cake. Okay. I, um, I somewhat remember that now that you're describing it. I remember a, a messy cake challenge, but I don't remember who did what and Oh, it was so messy. We had cake in our hair, cake in our eyes, our ears, and every single, we had to take multiple showers to get the cake out. But Corey ended up stealing my strategy and doing the head slamming thing way faster than I did. So him and Olivia won that one. I think they won both <laughs> of them. Well, that's the thing. Like, I just, I, I just think this show needs to incorporate more challenges for a show that's on five times a week. There's got to be like one at least every other day. I would just remember 
three or four episodes would go by and be like no challenges and it's just the show is just nothing but watching people have private conversations. That's it. Like there's nothing else. I mean, there's nothing else to, you know, I mean, and sometimes obviously going on a date, uh, sometimes there'll be, there'll be that, but the dates they don't focus very much on. It's more of, Hey, this person's talking shit about this person, or this person's thinking of switching up their partner or their, you know, the guys are opening up to each other about, well, I don't know if I'm feeling her anymore and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's all it is. It's just people talking. And I'm like, they got to somehow change it up. Now, as we mentioned, for the first three seasons in the U.S. version, it was on CBS. Uh-huh. Now it's moving to Paramount Plus, right? It's it's mm-hmm. not going to be on CBS this summer. It's going to be on Paramount Plus. So maybe they're going to be able to get away with more, and maybe they will ramp up the – I don't know if that means on Paramount Plus they can get away with cursing. I don't know. I don't know what the – I uh, think it will. I think this season's going to be raunchier and more unedited, like kind of the Paramount yeah. Plus episodes – Last year, they would do like five on CBS and then a bonus episode on Paramount Plus, I think. And that's where they'd show us being silly and goofy and the pranks. Um, I didn't I didn't watch any of it. But that's what I was told. I think that's what this season's going to be a lot more like. You'll get to see a lot more of the in-between silly stuff and like really get to understand then who we all are as people. Yeah. See, I never watched that Paramount Plus episode. Every time they said... And tomorrow night on Paramount Plus, I'm like, okay, I can take a break. I'm not watching that because <laughs> yeah. because it's more of a recap of just like, hey, stuff you didn't see. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to watch this. But apparently, it was better than what was what was airing I heard on they CBS. Were really funny. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, and look, it's just such a it's such a hard show. Like it's once you it's start it, it, it's a lot of dedication. And once you start yeah. it, you're like, okay, but I. But if you fall behind and miss three or four episodes, it's like, God, do I really want to go back and watch three or four episodes or just pick up or or, or go to the last episode that had a uh, elimination ceremony and be like, OK, now that I know who kept who in elimination, now I can just start from here. Like, mm-hmm. it's just really tough to go back and, and watch all that. And now that it's on Paramount Plus, I don't know. I, I have to determine if I'm if I'm in or not. I haven't <laughs> I haven't decided yet, especially with a challenge. CBS show that's going to be on Paramount Plus. Um, well, that no, that's going to be on CBS. What am I talking about? That's going to be the CBS show this summer that I probably will definitely be watching. So, um, okay. So I wanted to ask you about this, and this is just about the show in general, the format. Because when I look back at the first three seasons, you know, just your opinion about is is this show possibly conducive? to a successful relationship once you leave. You know, as as far as I know, with Josh and Shannon breaking up last week, I don't believe there's any couples from the first three seasons that is still dating. Is there? No, I had heard a rumor not. about Will and Will and Kira possibly getting back together. I thought I saw that right around the time of the Josh and Shannon breakup, but I don't know if that's true or what, but I don't think any couples are still together, right? I I don't know anything if Will and Kira are back to that. I haven't heard that. As far as I know, um, all the couples, yeah, none, no one that ended the show together is together today. So yeah, there is a low success rate <laughs> on Love Island for some reason. And I just, I mean, I mean, and look, there are stories out there of people who you know came on this show with a significant other back home, and it was never yeah. even, you know. It was never gonna. It never had a chance to begin with stuff like that. So, I don't know. I mean, for you in particular, you end the show. You finish third place with Jeremy, and um, 
I can't remember how long after the show ended that uh, you, I, I, I saw you in an interview, or maybe it was on your own Instagram story, where you basically said, mm-hmm. I went to New York for a post-show party thinking that Jeremy and I were going to you know, continue what we had on the show. And once I got there, I realized that that wasn't the case. And he, uh, he was being distant, and you were just like, what's going on? And I think he admitted to you he had feelings for somebody else or something like that. How long ago was that after the show? Was that right away? That was one week oh. after the show ended. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very fast. So on I... the show, so let's go back to on the show. At the very end of the show, when you guys had spent your you know two weeks together from you coming on in day 26 and it ending after 40 days, were you under the impression that he was like really interested in giving this a try post-show, even though you guys lived – it would have been a long distance thing. Um, were, were you like, okay, I, while it will be tough because long distance is not easy, I, I think he and I could could do this. I'm really, I really believe him. And then a week later, he turns this on you. Were you like, whoa, okay, I guess maybe he played me. Yeah, I think after everything that happened, it was hard for me not to feel like I got played. But yeah. I don't think. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and Jeremy is a really sweet guy. I think he just didn't know how to handle the situation. Because um, when the show ended, I had taken him at his word and thought that we were going to give it a try. But deep down, I kind of had a gut feeling leading into it. Like, mm, he's only saying that we're going to be together on the outside and try and go on these dates when the moment's perfect. Like, only on our last date and when we're having fun at brunch like it was never brought up in casual conversation like it was only you know what I mean only when we had this beautiful date and everything was amazing we were like so into it like I kind of knew I don't know I I saw the little warning signs um I felt deep down I was like it does he really mean that yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, we'll find out. And I had only known him at two weeks for two weeks at that point. So yeah, there's nothing I can do really, except be like, well, we'll see. And I'm big on actions, speak louder than words. So I was like, we'll see how he acts in New York and what happens. And basically everything fell apart in New York. But I think had we had more time together on the show, those cracks would have started to show more. Like it wouldn't have been just this la la land where we're, having the best time together, I think we would have had more time to really find out, like, maybe it's not going to work out on the outside. But basically, that happened in New York. So after after you guys broke up, and I can't remember how many months after, uh, Florida had admitted to dating Jeremy. And, you know, how did you, how did you feel about that? Was it, hey, he's single, she's single, you know, they can do what they want? Or... <laughs> Did you think that maybe some girl code was broken there since it was, I guess, seemingly pretty close to after you and, and Jeremy had ended things? What, what was your whole feeling on the Jeremy Florida thing that ultimately fizzled out? Because I don't think they lasted very long either. Yeah. Um, actually, that kind of all transpired in New York. So, Oh. <laughs> yeah, <All right. laughs> yeah. Really should have kept filming for New York because it was a lot. But he um didn't tell me initially she had come in a day early when we all had that like reunion meet up in new york and left a day early 
um, she had to work. And the next day after she left, she texted me one of those like, hey, girl, messages where you just know, like, it's, it's not like, oh, no, here we go. And she was actually the one to say it that, um, you know, when she was there a day early, like her and Jeremy just had the best time together and they had this great connection and all this stuff. And I had actually found out through social media that she was going to stay with him the day before the whole cast got there. Um, and I hadn't met her at that point. So that was kind of alarming to me. And I FaceTimed him and I was like, what's this about? Why? What's your motivation for doing this? Not like in an attacking him way, but just like kind of just so I know, like, are you trying to be with her or is that what was your idea there? And he reassured me that, no, it's not like that. Um, we're just friends. And he genuinely is such a friendly person. He would let anyone in the cast stay with him at any point. So it's like, okay, I'll, I'll trust you. Cause that's all I can do really. Like that's all yeah. I can just wait and see what happens. So I did. And then unfortunately in New York, he was very distant to me. So I knew that something was up. Um, I just felt it like in my bones. And then I got that text from her and shit just hit the fan. I was like, wouldn't believe how, I was just so disappointed how little of a shot I got. I felt like I was disadvantaged from the start by her being there earlier to see him. And honestly, though me and her got along great, like I can't fault her for it at all because she was really open and honest with me about the whole thing. Um, but it was a hard pill for me to swallow that basically, you know, we finished the show a week ago and he's already leaving me for another girl. So that, that was hard. Yeah. So once you got there, did you find out that, so when Florida texted you, she just said, you know, I had a great time with Jeremy. I think I might pursue something with him. Or I, did she say, I I plan on, I stayed with him last night or what happened? She was like, they didn't, I think she was like on the couch away from him. I don't think it was like anything inappropriate she had just said that he had voiced to her that he had feelings for her and didn't tell me that i was not looped in on that conversation so then i had to go to him and be like what's happening why is she telling me this what's the truth and yeah that that was really difficult a lot of tears um i think he didn't mean to handle it the way that he did but he could have handled it a lot better and the way everything fell, I very much felt like, okay, you, you played me. Like he could have, he could have been honest with me before Florida told me about it and everything would have been a lot easier. Um, but at the end of the day, like I appreciated her saying something because who knew when he was going to tell me. Yeah. Well, since that, I mean, obviously that was a long time ago. That was last this would have been last August, September, I don't know, whenever it was. Did you have you have you kept in touch with Jeremy? Are you guys friends, or it's just you've pretty much gone your separate ways? Barely. I mean, we've seen each other on the rest of the trips, and it's been fine. Um, the first, the first one after New York, I think, was Scottsdale, 
And I was so nervous to see him. I think I was shaking, um, which is so weird. Like, I never get nervous like that. Um, but it was fine. He was normal. We were friends. Like, nothing. We didn't really talk at all. We kind of kept our distance and just, like, let each other be because I think everything, you know, we'd already talked about it. Um, I texted him after New York. We texted about everything that had happened a few days after and kind of like made up and I was like, I'm not going to try to do anything messed up and bash you on social media. Like we're cool. I don't think you handled this well, but I know you're not a malicious person. Um, and he, yeah, appreciated that. So we made up. We're cool. We text each other. Happy birthday. But I think that's the extent of our communication. So yeah, we don't, keep in touch. Okay. Um, one, one thing that I think I know a lot of fans have always been curious about just the show and the format is when you guys are all there and you go to bed at night and you're all in the same room, clearly there are, there are couples that are a lot closer to each other than other people. Some are just in the bed with somebody that uh, they just maybe just met, maybe just coupled up with versus people that have been there the whole time there are certain people that get to get out and go and have a honeymoon suite or whatever, but was there a lot of hooking up going on at night that you kind of had to put earmuffs on to, or it was loud and you guys had to just fight through it? Or were people pretty respectful about that? You don't have to name names. I'm just saying in general, was there sex, basically was there sex happening and you guys had to listen to it? No. So basically like the room is silent Oh. all night. And then I only, like, heard rumors after because no one would talk about it the next day. So I heard rumors, like, after from friends and family that had watched it that could see, like, the night vision. Like, oh, it looks like so-and-so is doing this or something. I'm like, really? It was quiet. <laughs> oh, okay, so maybe you're just a heavy sleeper. You never heard it. <laughs> I, I am a heavy sleeper. It takes a lot for me to fall asleep, though. And I think everyone got really good at um, – if they did want to, you know, kiss a little bit at night or something, like doing it really quietly so that people didn't know or that there wasn't necessarily like a lot of, like the cameras couldn't get them making out or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I, it, it's, yeah. it seems like with everybody in there, if somebody, I mean, I guess it all depends on the couple themselves. If they want to make it known that they're making out, they could easily yeah. make it known they're making out. Oh, yeah. Or if they're if they want to make it known that there's something more going on and there's some sort of penetration anyway, I mean it's it's how it's how you want to conduct yourself and how loud you want to be. Really, I mean you can not make a noise if you really wanted to. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but I think everyone was just so. Also, there was like an unspoken rule where you wouldn't ask someone about it the next day because if they didn't want that aired out. As part of the show, we all kind of just were like avoided talking you about it. talking about it? Yeah. Oh, okay, makes sense. I just didn't know if it was like, if it was, hey, did you hear so-and-so last night? Where you guys would talk about it amongst yourselves and just not even bring it up to the couple. Um, if it, Or if it's something you had to fight through every night. But it doesn't sound like it was, at least for you. No, <laughs> but I'm also, the fan, that's the only room that's really well air-conditioned. So the AC is blasting. It's very, very cold in that room. Every other room, 
sweaty, hot, disgusting. That room's super, super cold. So the fan, I think, muffles a little bit of the noise too. So the room with all your vanity mirrors, that one is hot as fuck? That one is? So hot. Oh, my gosh. Because they wanted, um, like, the doors open in that room. So when we'd open the doors, the AC would turn off, and it was so hot in there. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It was like, right <laughs> Have you have you ever been have you been approached to do other shows since um, since Love Island? Have you been able to? Is it something you would even be interested in? Um, it is something I would be interested in. I think part of it for me, what's weird about it is I applied for Love Island, so I don't even know how I would do another show. You know, like the a lot of other ones that just take people from other shows, you can't just apply to one of those. So yeah. I mean, if the, if it was the right show at the right time, I think I totally would um, because I had a great experience on Love Island. Like I loved the whole thing. I, I just had the best time. So I would totally do another one, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how really. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the, when it comes to other shows, would you be interested in a, you know, a physical, more physical one or are you into more of the, like it would have to be a dating type of show like this relationship slash dating show versus, you know, like I said, they, you know, they, we know that they plucked some people from love Island for this upcoming challenge season on CBS. So something like that, or would you be just be interested in doing something more dating related? Um, Oh gosh. I don't know about a dating show. <laughs> Love Island. Um, I think a physical show would be really fun. I'm really competitive. I grew up playing softball and I love to work out and like sports. I'm that's my thing. I'm really into that. So I think that would be really fun. Um, the one day that we did do something kind of like that was the pool day at the very beginning. And Cash is just like me where she's super competitive too so we were playing chicken and neither of us would fall like we were choking <laughs> other scratch and clawing and neither of us would fall down and we do a total cheap shot and then go oh sorry it's fine oh sorry you're fine like, we, were, <laughs> we were really about it so i could see myself like that that day was so fun for me in the show that i could see myself doing something like that that was competition style okay yeah, I mean, there's just obviously once you get in one of these shows, especially a CBS show, which has now ties to this CBS challenge show that they're doing, uh, obviously MTV pulls from a lot of the CBS shows, whether it's Big Brother or Survivor or Amazing Race. Now we know they're pulling from Love Island. I mean, yeah, it's always a possibility um, to you know possibly jump on another one of these shows if they're if they're interested, they'll you know, they'll reach out on something like this. Um, yeah, they'll find me. I, I mean, Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I, I, I've told you in the past, you know this, that I'm like, you, you are, you could easily be Gal Gadot, or however she pronounces her last name, sister. You guys are like doppelgangers to me. And oh. it's like, there you go. And you, you went as Wonder Woman for ha- Halloween last year, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm telling you, like you, you and Gal could easily be sisters. It was the first thing I noticed when you came on the show. I was like, God, she looks like Gal Gadot, and she's Wonder oh. Woman. 
and uh, oh. and you followed through last Halloween. Do you know what you're going to be for Halloween this year yet? I don't know. I should probably start thinking about that. That was the only one, the Wonder Woman costume, that I had planned months in advance and I knew that I was going to do because I had gotten that um, since the movie came out. But, yeah, this year, I don't know. She needs to do another movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, so it's a what uh, July, August, September. You got you got five months. You got plenty of time, um, or okay. four months, to uh, to figure out what you're going to be. But um, yeah, I mean, in the meantime, obviously, what what have you been up to since the show? What have you been doing? Um, you know, just following you on Instagram. I know you went to Coachella and or Stagecoach. I don't know if you went to both. I know you went to one of them, if not both. Uh, yeah, I went to Coachella. I just went with the, some of my friends from high school and. It was really, really fun. Um, I've taken kind of the last year to figure out what I want. You know, it's a year after Love Island. Right before the show, I was studying to take my grad school entrance exams. Um, And I think I'm at the point now where I want to go back to that. Um, You know, try to get back into school. But the last year has been a lot of self-reflecting, traveling, meeting new people, and kind of just trying to find myself, I guess. I'm only 24. I was 23 when I did the show. Um, so I felt kind of like, what's what's the rush? I can take some time and just really focus on myself, which, honestly, I think everyone should do after being on a show or something like that because it is a really overwhelming experience. Yeah. No, and you've got plenty of time. Like you said, you're 24. You've got the world ahead of you. You've got so much time um, and you have the ability to take some time and just figure out, okay, I got, I don't have to jump right back into any sort of job or jump right back into going to grad school. You got time and um, yeah, it's smart to do, to do what you did. And um, if you do choose to go back to school, like what to go back to grad school, what were you interested in, in pursuing? Um, so I've changed my mind on this a bunch of times, but I'm really into politics actually and social justice and all that stuff so I think that would be really interesting to go to school for but also at times I think I'm not cut out for it (laughs) yikes I I mean that's that's heavy that's that's big especially considering where we're at in this country right now with politics um yeah that's uh it's certainly I mean it's good that you you know, have beliefs that you believe in and fight for and stand for. But it just with social media nowadays, the people that don't believe the same things you do have no problem voicing that and attacking you for it. And that's where it just gets like, what's the, it just, you kind of throw your hands up. It's like, geez, what's the point? Like, you know, who wants to be attacked like that just for having a belief? And that's, it's essentially what's happening right now, no matter what your belief is. So yeah, sucks. Yeah. Gotten way more toned down, I think, since the show is sharing my beliefs. But even like, I'll I'll post anything slightly political, and you know, everyone has something to say or doesn't support it. Yeah, I am very passionate about those beliefs, though, and I think a lot of people don't know that necessarily from seeing me on social media until they meet me. So that's kind of like my secret passion. Yeah, and, and like I said, there's really. It's tough because like you said, you know, you're 24 and, you know, outside of going on a Love Island, I'm sure there hasn't been a lot of times in your life 
before Love Island where I mean, I don't know, maybe and maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. I don't know. Maybe you were bullied as a child. I have no idea. But I'm sure there, there probably wasn't a time where you've had to deal with a lot of negativity towards you for whatever it is, no, no matter what, like something you wore, you, you know, your makeup, your outfit, whatever the case may be. People that see somebody on TV find something negative to say about anybody. I mean, they'll just they'll dig into anything about about your appearance. But, you know, you start diving into political stuff and it's just like everything's so black and white. Like if you have your beliefs, no matter what they are, there's somebody who thinks 180 degrees different than you do and they are going to make it known. It's just like, do I want to have to deal with this? And, and it's not like you're not a passionate person. It's not like you, you're not believing very hard in these things, but because you don't post about it doesn't make you weak or anything. It's just like, maybe I just don't want to deal with assholes that I don't know, these strangers on the internet that feel the need to tell me things that I, because they disagree with me. I don't know. I, I get it. I stay away yeah. from that stuff and I have very hardcore beliefs in things. And, but I just don't want to hear it. I, I don't know you. I don't know these people and I know they're going to comment. So go, go do it to someone else, somewhere else. I think for me, I've just gotten to a place I think right after the show, I was like, most of the people that know me or follow me, you know, it's obviously not for political reasons, but I'm at a place now where with the state of the world and the state of everything, if someone is mad at me for sharing a pride flag, like that's your own problem. Like don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Like it's fine. Goodbye. You know, I'm kind of just, I think I've had enough time to try digest everything and I really didn't get a lot of hate from being on the show at all um so I think I'm at a place now where like if I get some hate here or there whatever I can handle it like if that's what I'm passionate about then I need to be more honest with that and like why not post it yeah and it's and it's amazing that in 2022 that a pride flag would bother somebody that much that they would they would take the time to comment but we know the thing is we know there are people out there like that you know it sucks and it's just there's not it's problem that it's social media is the greatest invention we've ever had in in our lifetimes and it's also the worst in the same mm-hmm. in the same breath like it's it gives you the ability to almost contact with anybody and be able to reach people and be able to reach a, a, a group of people and a large amount of people if you have a following and maybe make a change in something. But it's also got some really, really negative things attached to it, which is now everybody thinks that they have the ability to speak out and they think people care what they have to say about things. And um, most of the time they don't. And uh, we, we it just it's frustrating and it's just a, it's, it's, it's the real negative. And then it gets, you know, real nasty to where some major attacks, threats, you know, death threats. We've heard of this all the time, even with reality show contestants getting, getting death threats over something they mm-hmm. said or did on our, on an edited reality show. It's just sad. You know, yeah. there's no other way to describe it. A lot of people on our season, I remember when we got our phones back, we're getting just horrible, awful, messages death threats like really really messed up stuff and it's like people think that they know someone just from watching them on tv for a few weeks but it's like no 
everyone everyone on the show is actually a really good person. No one no one there was bad or evil or you know, no one deserved the hate that they got. So just comes with Yeah. It's you know it's frustrating and I think there's people out there that yeah, people that go on the show, all, we all have our flaws and we all make mistakes. And even people that may have, you know, lied about their relationship status going on that show. Big mistake. Doesn't make them look good. But does that person deserve a death threat? No. It's just like, I don't know, just be like, okay, well, that guy's a dick. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to engage with that guy. I'm not going to follow him. I'm not going to comment. I'm just not going to say anything, but now that I found this out about him, huh, okay, my mind has changed, or I now have a, I have a thought about him, or I have an opinion about this person in my head, but I don't need to go on that person's page, guy or girl, and then tell them what I feel about them. It's just, who is that helping? It's helping nobody. It's just, no. it's just rude, and mean, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> And then it turns into, and then if you were to ask that person why they did it, you know what their answer is. Well, it's free country. I can, I, you know, I'm allowed to have an opinion. It's just like, we know you're allowed to have an opinion, but maybe if it's so negative, you don't need to share it with someone you don't know and share it on their page. Like, that's the whole point. I just don't understand that people just don't get that. And, yeah. you know, that's I, where we're at. I, yeah, I try to live by like the, my mom always tells me this, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And it sounds so corny and lame saying it now as an adult, but I've commented that before at people who have said something snarky on my page or something. It's like, what is the point? Like, if you don't have any, anything nice to say, just mind your own business. Yeah. It's so easy. It, it, it's, it's true. I've heard that since I was a kid. And it's so simple. It's so easy, yet it's so hard for people to follow. And that's the problem with social media. Because they have access to you, they can. And, you know, it's just so weird because I'm, you know, much older than you. When I was growing up, there was nothing. You wanted to talk to somebody. You wanted to get a hold of somebody. You literally had to pick up a landline phone and call their house, usually picked up by their parents, and then ask for them. Like, does that – today's, you know, you, your generation – has never had to deal with that when dating somebody. When I was in eighth grade and I wanted to talk to a girl, I had to call her house and her parents picked up, mom or dad, and I had to ask for her. You know how terrifying that was as an I eighth have... grader? <laughs> you don't have to do that now. You just text somebody and then call them if you want. You know they're picking up. Like It's, it's nuts. I still had a landline when I was in elementary school. I had a, I'm not that young. <laughs> well, compared to me, you are. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just such a different, we're just, it's a different time, but yeah, that's why I say social media is, is so tough and, and having covered reality TV for however many years I have now, 17, 18 years and speaking with so many former contestants of, of, of reality shows, mostly in, you know, in the bachelor franchise. I mean, I've heard all the stories I've heard the DMS that they get, the unsolicited DMS that they get, the women in this franchise get, and I'm just like you got to be kidding me. Like people are doing yeah. this and yeah, because you can, and it's easy to do. And there's the problem is there's no repercussions. Like somebody posts, if somebody were to just rip you apart on your Instagram account and just call you every name in the book, whether it's true or not, or they, they make up some story about you and leave it on your page and say that about you. 
all you can do is basically, you know, mute them, restrict them, delete them. You can even report them, but Instagram gets so many reports, probably nothing's going to happen. It's the problem. Yeah. There's no repercussions for these people. Like, yeah. I think I think anybody who writes something, especially a death threat, whether it's through a DM or, or a caption or whatever, those people should have their social media ability revoked. Like, they should never be oh, able sure. to sign in again. But th- there's just so many people online, it's almost impossible to police something like that. But, yeah, I mean, harassment... Cyber harassment is definitely a thing. and It's a big issue, yeah. It's a huge issue, and you can't do anything about it other than you yourself, you know, block them, ignore them. But if, if someone is persistent and they really want to bug this shit out of Bailey Marshall, they'll just create another. They'll just create a new email and create a new Instagram and just say the same shit under a different address. And it's just like... Keep ugh. going, yeah. And it's hard, I think, on the other end. I it would look bad on me then if I came back and said something not nice to them. You know what I mean? You're kind of forced to take the high road because you're supposed to be, you know, they're part of your audience. You can't really attack them because then other people will see it and then it looks bad on you. But it's like, Hey, I got this unsolicited hate. Like why should I not be allowed to say anything back? But yeah, it is a weird a weird balancing game that I think they, you don't know how to handle until it's happening and there's no way to prepare yourself for it. Yeah. And I think, I think the biggest thing is just like what they always say, kill them with kindness is where you just, if you are going to retort, you retort back with thanks so much for being a fan. Really appreciate it. Just to get under their skin, you know, just oh yeah, don't oh, even address the negative stuff. You just be like, wow, thanks so much. You're, you're I, I really appreciate the support and just, but that's just going to probably continue for them, you know, doing what they oh, do. Yeah. And after a while, you just like, all right, I'm, I'm hitting mute. The restrict, oh, yeah. the I restrict button, the restrict button on Instagram. For those that don't know, that is a key one. I don't know if you've done this one, but if someone mm-hmm. is putting captions and and writing negative stuff, if you hit restrict on their account, they can still write stuff on your account, but nobody else sees it, and they don't know that nobody else sees it. Oh. So that's what you have to do. It's like they can continue to write things, but if they're restricted, that means anything they write on your account is only seen by you and nobody else sees it. So they'll never get a reaction and only you are seeing it. So start restricting people because that would drive them up a wall because it's kind of like mute on Twitter. They don't know that you are not seeing anything they send you. But it, mm-hmm. for Instagram, it's uh, it's hit the restrict on their profile and they're screwed because – they can write away because it doesn't because if you block them, then that gives them the ability to go make another account mm-hmm. with restrict. They don't know they're blocked. They don't know that nobody can see anything that they're writing on your page, but it's still but you can. So, yeah, do that. It's fun. That's smart. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> <A tip. laughs> um, anyway, Bailey, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Glad we could talk a little Love Island before uh, the next season start when it, it's coming in July, right? First or second week of July on, on yep, Paramount Plus. Four, I think it's second week of July. I think it's um, slightly later this year, but okay. Do you, but do you, any chance know anybody that's going? That's on the new season. Yeah, like did anybody ever reach out? Like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be. I saw you last year. I was a big fan, and it looks like I'm gonna be cast. Has anybody ever reached out to you or anything, or said they're gonna be on, or you know, any friends? Did you? Do, because I know a lot of these reality shows cast through previous contestants. Like, hey, do you have any friends for us that you want to go on the show? Do you know anybody or no? Oh, 
No, I don't. I know um, some girls in my sorority had mentioned that they were going to apply. So that would be really funny if one of them was on it. But I have no idea who's going to be on it. I'm like just as excited as you are. Good. Okay. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, especially with it being on Paramount Plus, the whole season being on Paramount Plus, exactly how different the show is going to be from seasons, uh, you know, one, two, and three. But uh, we'll be watching. Bailey, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad we could do this. Yeah, glad we finally could. Um, and take care, and we'll be in touch. Thanks. You too. Bye, Bye. Steve. Bye. Thank you so much to Bailey uh, for coming on. Glad we could have a Love Island person on. Haven't had one on since Trey, which was a long time ago. And trust me, I've tried. And uh, Bailey is out of contract, which is why she was able to do it and wanted to do it. Um, because I've asked people who were off the show. Hey, do you want to come on? They're like, let me run it by CBS. I'm like, don't even bother. <laughs> like, If you don't want to just come on and deal with the consequences afterwards, even though I'm not going to sit here and it's not like you're going to give anything up that we didn't see. I just want you to talk about your experience on the show. Um, I don't know why, but CBS is just, they don't, they never release their contestants, at least to me. And I don't know why CBS would have any sort of issue with me since I've never done anything to any of their shows, I've never spoiled any of their shows. I never want to spoil any of their shows. I've always said Survivor is my favorite show in the history of reality TV. So I don't know. Maybe it's the stigma attached to my name. I have no idea. But I have never been able to get a, a Love Island contestant on my podcast that I requested where I DM'd them because they've all said, let me ask CBS. And, and same with Bailey. I asked Bailey to come on six months ago. And she was like, let me ask CBS. And they're like either never got back to her or said no. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. So uh, her contract was up. She's able to do it. I'm glad she did. Hope you all enjoyed that. So uh, thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast. Also, I'm going to mention now on all the podcasts, um, if you miss the ad or you are interested in the ad, but you forgot what episode it's in, just go to the episode description on Apple podcast, because I put those in there. Uh, like today with uh, Super Lucky, and um, and with uh, <clears throat> and of course with Dame Products, as we know, when you think of vibrators, you think of Reality Steve. Dame Products, Super Lucky, they'll be in the episode description. You know, past ones with uh, you know Manscaped and BetterHelp; those will all apply. So uh, please use those, use those discount. I'm telling you, ladies, your man is gonna love Manscaped. If you get it for him, I got it for myself. They sent it to me, obviously, as a sponsor of this show, and I absolutely love their product. I didn't think it was going to be all that it was cracked up to be. It's been that and then some. So um, if you ever forget or whatever, just go back to the episode description in Apple Podcasts and you'll see the uh, links directly to the page you need to go to to purchase the things and use the codes uh, that I give. So uh, for Bailey Marshall, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See ya!